Okay, guys, we just have to get right into it. Just right into it. The biggest news of the fucking day. The fucking most gigantic news that I didn't think was ever going to happen. I was so shocked when this happened. Oh, my God. We're getting John Wick 4. Holy fucking <laughs> shit, dude. We're getting John Wick 4. What, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts on John Wick 4 coming to the movie theaters? What are, what are your thoughts? I've seen the first three. Fourth one's going to be a banger. I I totally don't get the John Wick appeal, but like everybody's talking about it. It's a, a 30 second trailer out there. It is fucking whatever. I don't really get the appeal of John Wick. I know somebody's out there like, dude, what the fuck is John Wick for? And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not for me, pal. It's not for me. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's Avengers Secret Wars or Avengers King Dynasty. Oh, did I did I say too much? Or was I supposed to talk about the Thunderbolt? Oh, I'm, I'm saying way too much. I'm saying oh, I'm dropping spoilers for 2024, 2025. I'm dropping spoilers. I'm not supposed to be saying all of this stuff. I can't believe I'm dropping spoilers. I'm so sorry. I can't I can't believe this. I'm sorry. We we should get into why we're here. Wrestling. Yeah, we're going to get into wrestling. And let's start off with the best show of the night. Rampage. Rampageo. And it started off with fucking Hangman and John Silver versus Butcher and Blade. Okay, just throwing this out there. Did you know that they took out Reynolds in the show? Or like, was that just... Me to just found out the day when they just replaced Hangman. Like, I knew, like, this match was set up, but I never realized, like, it never, like, hit me they took him out. Like, I wanted to know why he wasn't in the match, you know what I mean? Like, I figured he was going to be there as, like, a manager type or whatever, like, backup. Mm-hmm. No, nope, apparently they fucked him up. So, like, I, I didn't realize it either. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't even, but I was like, what the fuck? But, like, that fucked me up, but of course, you know, Hangman and Silver won. So, I mean, that was a thing. Yeah. Nice combo at the end, too. Yeah. So, then we got a promo. Like, this was, like, a lot of ROH promo-ish. So, like, one of the things was we had Willie Yuta and Andrew Tate talking, and all of a sudden, they're talking about how he got hit by a car, was in a car accident, couldn't walk. His mom was helping him. And then it just like, it just literally, I lied to you or not, this was the whole promo. Yeah, you was in a car accident. Your mom had to take care of you. Yeah, my mom had to take care of you. But you know what? I'm coming for the pure title. Yeah, me and you for the pure title. That's it. It's like, the fuck did you even mention the car accident for? There was no reason. And like, to be honest, like, I thought it was going to be something like, oh, I helped you in the car, like, after the car accident. It was, no, I was there the night that you got in a car accident. I was like, what was the point of that? <laughs> there was no Just point. Come at him for some odd reason for that. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> so then we had Claudio Castagnoli. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I've been saying Castagnoli. And it's Captain Yoli. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Well, sorry, Claudio. Hey, so, Claudio. Right? Uh huh. 
I did not notice the difference between one or the other that you just said. So, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, Claudio came out and talked about how he's going to beat Gresham and all of this stuff. And, like, I lied to you not. I have no idea what he said. And I know people are like, what did you pay attention? I did pay attention, but he was so goddamn boring that I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Claudio? Like, maybe he's been in WWE for too long, or maybe he just doesn't have it. It's like you talked, and I had no emotion attached to it. It was like cardboard. Like, I literally looked down and just started looking at my phone because I was just so bored. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was so random. What's so random? What the fuck, Claudio? Like, I'm. But yeah, he just basically said he was going to beat him for the championship, whatever. Then we had... He went there. Fuck. I don't know why he... I don't know why he was talking. He's like, yeah, I'm a champion and I'm going to prove it. It doesn't matter where you're from. Ring of Honor, AEW, anywhere. It doesn't matter. I'm going to prove it on the champion. It's like, like I really don't care. Like you, like you're ice cold to me right now. I I don't care. Like I have this better everybody in this world knows, bro. He literally said that shit, dude. I don't care. Like I told you a while ago, I was like Wardlow fell off to me, and yeah. like right now he's yeah. like at the super off part. No, but it's worse with that Wardlow's world thing. Like, why don't you make th- make that a fucking T-shirt? Oh, it's already a t-shirt. It's already a t-shirt. Oh, God damn it. So then we had the Inhuman Dante Martin versus Lee Moriarty. So they're wrestling and halfway through, Stokely halfway comes down to the ring. And so as Stokely comes down, Lee gets a little bit more, more, more aggro. And he rolls up Dante Martin and puts his hand on a rope. Apparently, I didn't see it because my monitor went out. Like, my monitor went out right at that moment, so I didn't see anything. I just heard the three, and it was over. I didn't see anything. I didn't see none of that. Lee Moriarty pinned Dante. I know he did, but I didn't see any of the cheating that people are saying happened. None of that happened. I didn't see it. So I can't say that it happened, because I didn't see it. Quote-unquote cheating, right? Hearsay. (laughs) Yes, hearsay and conjecture. (laughs) Then, after the match, fucking Matt Seidel goes, Man, fuck this, man. No. You want to be up with my friend? You got to take the teacher and not the student. So next week on Rampage, it's me and you. And so you get to see, like, Dante Martin's reaction. And, like, he kind of has this face like, man, I hope he fucks you up. Basically. So, yeah, I hope they go in a way of splitting the two up. And, like, Martin winds up going with Stokely. But I blame and, Moriarty and Dante for that shit. It's like, why would you join somebody who's never like reached a high level? Like, it's not never been a world champion. Like, that's no mentor. Fuck that shit. Okay, you can say that, but you can also go with how about the major brothers are responsible for training MJF. So, like, yeah, like, you could say that, but, like, then you have people who actually, who sucked in wrestling and trained some huge fucking people. 
I mean, no, but look what the hell Matt Cardona is doing now. It's kind of making a name for himself in the Indies. The fuck Matt Cardona? Matt Cardona ain't doing goddamn thing to make me happy. Like, he hasn't done nothing to make me happy except that first excursion of leaving WWE. He was like, I'm going to be something. And it took him two years to be something. He was something for five minutes, and now he's nothing again. Yeah, fuck Matt Cardona. (laughs) But yeah, then after the match, like, Stokely was standing there and he offered the card. Lee looked at him and smiled, winked at him, and walked away and didn't take the card. He's like, ah, okay, yeah, so that's gonna work. I'll take it later. <laughs> yes. So then we had a tag team match Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Friends of the Show, Sky Blue, and Ashley Desbois. And the funny part about it was like the whole time JR's like, you know, Jamie and Britt has never won a tag team match. They've never won a tag team match as a tag team. They've been doing this for years, and they haven't won as a tag team. And he kept saying it. He said it over and over and over. And I'm like, the more and more JR says it, the more and more it's apparent they're going to win. But he just kept ramming it down your throat, said they never won as a tag team. And, of course, they won as a tag team. And it's like, yeah, it would have been less apparent if, like, JR wouldn't have said nothing and also if they wouldn't have just beat the crap out of fucking Sky Blue in the beginning. Like, it would have been less apparent if both of those things wouldn't happen. But, you know, it happened. Yeah. Then we get Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez, and they're talking about their match. And Serena Deeb says, there's not a woman in this industry that can touch me even though she's lost clean the fucking Thunder Rosa but yeah yeah it's fine and Tony Storm so yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine no one can touch you yeah okay fine then we got a promo for the new debuting Ari Devari and it's like okay alright he's debuting here then we had we had the best segment of the night, the rap battle between the Ass Boys and the Gun Club, and it started off with Austin Gun. The first two lines were the best thing that made me go, "Oh, this is gonna be great," because he said, "I'm out here battling Bobby Lashley's sister." And it's like, bro, bro, you went there, you brought that back because yes, Max <laughs> Caster was. Bobby Lashley's sister that got beat up on TV by Sami Zayn and them. Yes, that's true. Then, then he brought up that Max Caster was dating Chris Statlander and she left him because he couldn't please her. And I'm just like, dude, this like right there at just that beginning, it was like, okay, all right, he's like he's swinging gloves off. He's swinging gloves off. This is this is gonna get down and dirty. So he, he kept throwing, off yeah. He just kept throwing little like jabs, and it was like, all right, cool. Then Max came back with the first verse, and Max buried him. Then Austin came back with another cheap shot, and then Max buried him again. And then Max was like, nah, fuck this. I'm really burying this bitch, and went full throttle and spent a good sixteen bars. Murdered the shit out of Austin Gun to the point he was like, I'm not an ass boy. And he started crying. And they beat up 
Little Scrappy was there, so that was actually a, a plus to this segment. And they just, like, they beat up Little Scrappy. They beat up the gun, I mean, not the gun club, the Acclaim. So, yeah, the F boys beat the shit out of everybody. And I know people that, like, what the fuck? Why did they beat up Scrappy? Scrappy got hit. Like, he's not a wrestler. That's how I know you guys are so fucking disconnected from the internet. Because two Saturdays ago, they were throwing an indie show in Atlanta. And Scrappy was there. And Scrappy took a drop kick. Scrappy got up and beat the guy up. And it was like, oh, shit. Scrappy's in the ring doing in-ring stuff. Oh, shit. And today, this was like, yeah, yeah, this happens. All right, cool. He does kind of look like he's in wrestler shape, so it's fine. I mean, rappers, after they leave rapping, get in better shape. So, yeah, that's why he's perfectly where he should be. So, then, we had the main event. Christopher Daniels versus... Jay Lipple. Ay, 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 You, how do you feel about this question? You tell me how you feel about this question. All right. Like half, halfway through, I didn't pay attention. So I, I, I kind of <laughs> figured that. So back to me. It was like, it was an okay match. I'm not saying it was a good match. It was an okay match. It was an okay match. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Stuff happens. Yeah. And, of course, Jay Lethal wins. Then Satnam Singh beats up Christopher Daniels. They put the the Kanta Hajime on Christopher Daniels. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. Joe, you can't save your fellow friend. Ha, 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 ha. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, that's exactly how I felt, too. It was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, can't beat your friend. And so that sets up for Ring of Honor. Death before dishonor. <laughs> so... Yeah, so do you want to run down the card for Death Before this Sure, Taker. Why not? Huh. You're ready to run down the <laughs> card. So we have Allison K versus Willow Nightingale. Who you got in this match? Anderson K. Okay, because she is a friend of the show. Then we have the Shinobi Shadow Squad, which is Cheeseburger and, well, the great CB and whoever the hell else is this guy with him versus the Trust Busters. I don't know who the Trust Busters are, so I'm just going to go with CB because I know Cheeseburger and that's it. Me too, so, but did you notice they actually called him Cheeseburger on the show too? Like, they didn't call him CB? Yeah, he should have called him CB, but like, yeah, that, that's, that was a fail. Yeah. So, then we have Colt Cabana versus Anthony Henry from the Sidemen. 
or the sidewinders, whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> so, because Colt is an ROH favorite, I'm going with Colt. I agree. So then we have Brian Cage in the Gates of Agony versus Tony Deppin, Alex Zane, and Blake Trishan, friend of the show. I want to go with I want to go with Tony Deppin and Blake Christian and Alex Zane. I want to, but like they're going to push the ROH dudes super hard. They're going to push the yeah. ROH dudes super hard. So like I can't like I know that that's not going to happen. So I have to call them like I see it. They're, they're definitely. I wish Blake Christian and them would win, but like you know, it is what it is. It's like the new powerful faction, especially with fucking, like, it, it being under Tony, uh, um, Tully Depp. Yep. Of course, Tony. Yes. So, I don't know why they're doing this, and, like, people will be like, oh, well, they have this. And last time I checked, in Mexico, they don't have beef. So, it's Rush versus Dragon Lee at the pay-per-view I don't know why I'm gonna go with Roosh even though Dragon Lee is like super over but I'm gonna go with that me too so then we have the six person well six men title match which is Dracious Vinci I mean Vincent Bateman Dutch versus Dalton Castle and friends of the show the boys I'm going with Dalton Castle and the boys. Um, well, we're going to differ on this one because I'm going to go with Vincent and them. Righteous. Okay. Okay. So then we have Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeds. Who you got here? Mercedes Martinez. I'd say. I'd say. Yeah. And we have Willie Yuta versus. Daniel Garcia. Who you got here? I'm going to go with Wheeler Yuta, but part of me wants Daniel Garcia to win a title so he can remember he won a title. Jesus, dude. I can't believe you said that. But yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm going with um, Willie Yuta. I oh. think Garcia might win, but I want you to win. Yeah. So then we have the matches. The match has been over way over more than a fucking title match, the world title match, the fucking television title match with Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe. I'm angry. I'm angry because they're promoting this match at such a high level for no reason. And they have a world title match on here, but they're promoting this match as D-match, 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 the biggest match here. It is so awesome. I'm, like me, not giving a fuck just because of that. I hate this, but I'm going to go with Samoa Joe. But I fucking hate that they promoted it to be such a big deal. Like, question, like, I've, I've like been a fan of Ring of Honor like, in the beginning, but then I fell mm-hmm. off for, for a while. Has the television title been more relevant no. than the world title for me, or no? No, they have not done an ECW thing. They haven't done an ECW thing. It's a rarity, a very rare thing. And the fact oh. that people 
like the fact that people are falling and living dying by this match as the quote-unquote main event is fucking insane this is not a thing ring of honor does it's always closed by the fucking world title if you ever watch fucking roh pay-per-view the fucking television title is thrown in a fucking middle somewhere like sometimes it's like to the point where you get a television title match and you're like the fuck they had a tv title match the fuck is happening here that's how it is. It's never promoted this hard. It's never felt this hard. And I know somebody's going to be like, well, it's because they have guys like Samoa Joe. Dude, you're not supposed to promote your secondary title above your fucking main title. Like, there's no... Like, there's no acceptance for that. Like, if... Like, I understand if this was, like, fucking GCW or, like, some other promotion, it'd be like, yeah, no, it, it's above our main title. Yeah, no, I would be like, all right, fuck, that makes sense. I was going to say Impact Wrestling, because sometimes Impact Wrestling puts uh, X Division title above their world title. Yes, and that, like, anything other than, like, a major promotion, it's never happened. And, like, the way that they're treating this pisses me off. Like I said, I have nothing against Samoa Joe. I have nothing against Samoa Joe. And Jay Lethal is just, like, an average wrestler. And, like, I don't really bang with him because well, you guys know why. And if you don't know why, it's the same reason nobody bangs with fucking Austin Theory. It's it's the same reason. And yeah, don't really bang with him like that. But anyway, it's just like, it, it bothers me. The whole thing bothers me. So... No, you're justified with that. Like, I agree with you. Like, I didn't know, like, they didn't like register until you said it, but they really haven't been talking about the world title match that much. Yeah, the world title match is like so low on the card. Like, it's like, nah, it's there. And then we have the tag team match. Two out of three falls. We, Bristol. we didn't pick the television title, though. Um, no, I said Samoa Joe. Oh, okay. Joe, too. I agree. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tag team match. FTR versus the Briscoes. FTR. FTR, yeah. Yeah. Now, the fucking main event. <laughs> fucking Gresham versus Cesaro. I, to be honest, I'm just, I'm excited just the match is happening, period. <laughs> like, this, that, that, to be, period, just having this match and being able to, to watch this match and enjoy this match right now is just the most sexiest thing that I could think of. And I'm just excited. But I feel like Cesaro's gonna beat Gresham, which is like the sad part about it because I really love Gresham and he deserves all of the wins in the world. But the fact that they're gonna be like, oh, well, this is our hometown guy. So he's gonna win the title. And it's like, yuck. I mean, it's not like, it's nothing against Cesaro. I know people are like, wait, why are you shooting on Cesaro? Cesaro can wrestle his fucking ass up. Cesaro's a fucking spectacular wrestler in the goddamn ring. The yeah. only reason I don't want him to win the title is because it's going to be taken off of Gresham and people are going to look at Gresham as like, uh, well, he's just a guy. And like, that's not how you should look at Gresham. Like, you should look at him as a fucking great wrestler. And like, that's the only, that's the only downside about this whole thing is Cesaro's going to win. People are going to shit on Gresham. And Gresham's never going to get the respect that he deserves. It's going to be this big thing. It's going to be very stupid. And that's the only reason. If there was, like, 
a chance where Cesaro was like definitely gonna lose to Gresham, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm all for this. But I feel like this is a whole still part of the repackaging of Ring of Honor. So we're getting this. We're getting this new era of my guys are taking over because my guys are my guys. Screw you. I agree with everything you just said. Like, if you didn't mention the fact that my guys and all that, I, I was going to say because this is basically right there, you know. Hopefully, yeah. if he loses the title, like, he still gets the respect and all that because he should be mentioned and by he, I, I mean Gresham pronouns. Mm-hmm. Got lost there. Um, he should be mentioned, like, upper echelon with like the top wrestlers like fucking you know uh, 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 Danielson and all that they kind of leave like leave him out of it he should be in that conversation also yes when there's a draw hopefully they, they people see it and they have him in this conversation that's that's what I want and I really hope that it's able to happen so yeah, yeah. Like, so that that was a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Rampage. So, yeah, that was... That's the... Oh, no, there's more to talk about. Oh, shit, I forgot. There was a whole SmackDown. We totally forgot about SmackDown. Like, there, like, there was nothing that happened that was, like, super... <laughs> there was nothing that happened that was, like, super, like, talk-aboutable on fucking SmackDown. But, like, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, let's, let's, get, let's get into that. Let's, let's get into that whole... Smackdown shit. Wow, that was fucking amazing. But, oh shit, I forgot to, to talk about my Friday. I totally forgot to talk about my Friday. So, I woke up doing nothing. Got a fucking email from somebody. Said, hey, did you know that this guy is EVP? I was like, wait, what? No, like, he was. No, 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 he is now. Right? So I went, did my little checking and research, and found out Triple H is back as EVP. Hooray! Triple H EVP. Woo! So now he's back in control. Triple H got power. Triple H is back. That is great. It is like one of the greatest things. Triple H is that guy. And from everybody that we talked to and was listening was saying hey listen this is a great thing not only just like the fans but also fucking the wrestlers in the back everybody was just like super excited about it because it's like the EVPs that they had recently when it came to different things to talk about they would be like wait and see wait and see Hunter is the only person that sits down with his people and says yo okay I understand you have a problem let's talk it out Let's see what we can do. If we can't do anything right now, we will try to make sure that something gets done later on. And Hunter is that very, very, like, loving father that everybody needs in WWE right now. Like, the shit that's been going on and, like, the way that fucking John Laurinaitis and everybody else has been handling shit, they need him back. Triple H is the guy. Like, when shit started to go to the fucking worst ends of the world, it was because Triple H wasn't there to soothe over all the wrestlers that normally get the comfort to actually talk to the human being who understands their plight and understands everything. Like I said before, it was a point where the Bucks even 
they even said we were so close to signing with WWE because we talked to Triple H and he made us feel like we were part of the family and we just like we weren't even there. And like it's been like it's been so many instances of people going like, oh yeah, he's really good. He's really good at his job. He's this really dope dude. And like, yeah, like it's like it's glad to see him back in that role. And it's like it's very like it's very awesome. Like that that changed the outlook of the day. And like that was that was the best news of the day. And you know, then we went to Smith wait, no, there there was something else that happened. Ah, that's Ooh. right. X Men, X Men cartoon, <laughs> fucking confirmed, fucking confirmed. We got to see the first look at the fucking Spider Man cartoon. Yeah, it was fucking great. Like Comic Con is fucking awesome. Also, congratulations, congratulations. It's congratulations. I didn't think in my time alive I would ever see this happen. Forty years of goddamn He Man. Clap it up. This is the 40th anniversary of He-Man. And that's his- 40 years. 40 fucking years. Clap that shit up. That is fucking awesome. That's great. And I am super excited about it. Also, Gargoyles. Gargoyles is coming back, guys. This, this day was packed to the gills with great news. It's like all of this stuff is coming out. Everything is pouring out. Everything is pouring out. Wait, I got a tweet. What what does this tweet say? Wait, I'm I'm not even locked into Twitter. What the why did this why did I get this tweet? Huh. So yeah, I logged back on the Twitter just conveniently as this tweet hit the airwaves exactly as time where the fucking Old menace bitch said, I'm 77. It's time for me to step away from this business and we'll be able to do this then, now, forever, together. And I thought about it. I thought about it at that second when he said, then, now, together, forever, together. I was like, wait a minute. No, we're not doing this together. We're not leaving. (laughs) You're leaving together with yourself. You're going. we're staying. We're staying. We're, we're staying. I think we're gonna stay. I think we're actually gonna extend our stay. You, you're you're leaving. You're the one leaving. So what I'm referencing is Vince McMahon is no longer with the company. And the funny part was like when he said, "I'm no longer with the company. It's I'm old and it's time for me to retire." He said, "It's time for me to retire." He literally put out in every magazine that it was time for him to retire. When that is that goddamn, that's not the truth. You got blasted the fuck out of the airlock so you know that you ass is wrong. The funny <laughs> part about it, which made it so fucking hilarious, was every time we all collectively, immediately when he said it, we collectively went, yay! Wait, but we all collectively, every time, it was like, yay! Wait, but, like, yay, he's gone. Wait, but he's in... We find out, no, he's out of that. Also, yay, but wait, no, wait, but. And he's like, guys, he's also out of that thing. And he's like, yeah, wait, no, 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 no. You guys can't fucking trick us. There's there's a but here, right? They're like, he's out of everything. And we was like, there's no 
there's no fucking shot. There's no shot that he's out of everything. They're like, no, he's out of everything. He's done. He's fucking going out of everything. He's done. No, 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 no. There's a butt, right? Like he's butt this. We just we just debunked all of your butts. No, but come on, come on. Like it's it's him. Like he, he, we thought he would die before this happened. Like this is not real, right? <laughs> Definitely did. Definitely did. hundred percent. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is it. He's gone. Well, okay. Well, then what happens? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have new CEOs, co-CEOs, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon. And we're like, wait a minute. It's happening? <laughs> yeah, and you know, Bruce and Kevin Dunn are running the show tonight, but we're still trying to figure out who we're going to put in creative. Hmm. So, you mean to tell me that Bruce and Kevin are walking on razor wire because the day that they never thought was going to come. The day that they never thought that it was going to come. The day that they tried so hard, so goddamn hard to get from happening. The thing that they didn't want to happen. The thing that they tried. They fucking got so many people fired. They built AEW from the ground up with the reasons that they didn't want this to happen. They built AEW from the bottom up. And I know people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know all of those people, all of those fucking uh, top stars that are running around in AEW that was over in WWE that was secure and happy and laughing and throwing bottles and just fucking loving their life. You know why they're over there? Because motherfuckers like Kevin Dunn and Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Because you know why? You want to know why? Because black and gold was proven a point. It proved a point that Hunter could do it. It proved a point that once he grabs everything and takes control, the world is his. And they said, uh uh-uh. We don't like this because we know that you want us out. Fuck you. We're going to make sure you get out. And they did everything. They did everything they could to get rid of him. And then this fucking scandal hit. Killed off Vince McMahon. Rest in piss. He's gone. Now you have no safety nets. And the people that you didn't want in your fucking camp to run the goddamn show are running the show. And now you're sitting there on pins and needles wondering when the shoe's going to drop. And baby, I'll give you a week because we have got everything already planned up to fucking SummerSlam. After SummerSlam, the whole new regime changed. Fuck you. So I'll give you the SummerSlam because you're going to... You, you motherfuckers are going to taste the wrath. Like, this is so sweet. This is sweet revenge. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. This is sweet revenge. It's fine. Like, it's finally happened. Like, this is the... Like, I've seen people who fucking hate WWE literally say, he's gone? Oh, fuck that. I might start watching WWE again. It's like... Yeah, it was like the fucking demon that would never leave is finally gone. And they're like, nah, fuck it. We might... We might watch WWE. I heard so many people just go, yo, I think I might watch WWE. I'm, I think I might go back. I think I like this. And it was like, yeah, 
Like the problem, the one problem that everybody had is gone. The problem that they thought could never leave is gone. And we didn't even have to watch him die yet. He's gone. He's gone. He's fucking gone. He's out of there. He's fucking out of there. The only thing I'm going to disagree with you on, right? And I, mm-hmm. like, I'm probably definitely wrong myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's just by the way that like, everything's going and whatever you say, like you mm-hmm. give it a week, I wouldn't be surprised that they're gone by tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, no. See, here's why I give it a week. Because, Summerslam. yes, everything was yeah. in plan. Everything is already set in stone. Yeah. So instead of moving those pieces and making things break, we're going to let those pieces all come together. Like, all right, yeah, you had the story. This is it. SummerSlam, cutoff point. Everything after SummerSlam is us. It's Stephanie, Nick Khan, Triple H, the new triple threat, running this goddamn show, taking everything to a new level. Fuck off. Like, fuck off to your old theories. Fuck off to your old ways. Fuck, this is it. And you know what was, like, really fucking magical about this situation? What? It was like, all right, we're doing this, but we're in Boston. And it's like, oh, okay, here you're in Boston. Wait, no, that's not just, like, a random thing. It's, like, in Boston? Like, they're in Boston. Like, this whole thing is happening is in Boston. And it's like, yeah, well, wait, there's no one we know in Boston. There was two people that was in Boston that were just doing stuff. Just happened to be doing stuff in Boston. And from what I heard, I'm not going to... This is not a confirmation... I heard that both of them were on a Zoom call that was only initial to one of them. And when they were on the Zoom call, you know, the new boss has said, hey, um, you, other person on the call, we need to speak to you. I'm not saying that anything is going to get resolved, but um, like I said before, there was something really fishy about some contract negotiations and some stuff that was going on outside of work that had a fucking date on it for no reason it was way too far out and this person always hangs with this person who was supposed to be back that we reported on on the podcast it's a lot of things that are starting to add up that I've always been saying added up but people weren't listening when I said it added up you want to know why because Bailey has been pushing herself to not come back and this is like a good reason for her to come back. But also, Mercedes cannot take any wrestling obligations until January. And I mean, there was like one person in the fucking universe that said, that seems very odd. I feel like she's trying to wait for the shoe to drop before she can start negotiation out. And people are like, nah, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone. Nah, fuck WWE, fuck WWE, she's gone. I'm like, no, no, no. The thing in January, she's smart. She's waiting for the shoe to drop. And every week, every week, I said, yeah, I feel like like she's waiting. The shoe is not only dropped, but it's fucking making prints in the sand. So I'm pretty sure that, like, when they told her, hey, we need to talk on that Zoom call that was scheduled for Bailey and she's happened to be there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You should you should always listen a little bit when I fucking say things because I was I was right. I was right. This day was coming. I was right. I said it was coming. 
it, it happened uh, it happened a little bit different than I thought it would happen because you know wanted the other thing to happen but yeah it didn't happen <laughs> it fucking happened it fucking happened so you heard your prayers so what say you about this whole thing because I've been talking so you what say you about this no, it's fucking crazy and amazing. Like, hopefully, like, everything, like, flourishes. They talk about, like, er- like new errors and whatever. This is... I'm kind of excited. Like, I'm usually the fucking, like, downer here. Like, I'm quiet, whatever. That's because I'm, mo- like, mostly bored with wrestling, to be honest with you. I watch it, but I'm bored. <laughs> So hopefully give some type of excitement, you know? Yes. So somebody somebody said something and this makes this makes my soul hurt, but at the same time it makes my soul happy. Because this person said in the next five or ten years, it's going to be a group of wrestling fans that oh will God. never ever know that Vince McMahon held and ran wrestling like that and when we think about it in those five or ten years we will feel like the dinosaurs knowing that we've seen this all and i felt that because it's like yeah because as far as as far as wwe is there's never been a time in my whole entire life that vince mcmahon has never been in charge and that's from the first second I've watched to now. It's never been a time when Vince was never in charge. And to think that there's going to be people that never even know that that existed. Holy fucking shit, dude. Holy shit. Like, that is, that's insane. Like, that is, that's legit insane. My chest hurts now. I feel, I feel fucking ancient. <laughs> it's not even feeling ancient. It's just knowing that the world that you knew for so long doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. And that everybody yeah. else will live in a new world that is different. And it is so fucking insane to know that this is happening. But like, this is the same thing that's happening like in the world. Like when stuff changes, it's like there's people who will never notice. It's like there's people who will never know life before 9 11. Like there's people yeah. who will never know life before 9 11. They were born after 9 11. They have no fucking recollection of anything before that. They're like, there was life before this moment? It's so much, like, it's so much thing. But like the only thing that was always constant was like wrestling was like WWE, Vince McMahon's territory. He, owns it. It was his. We never thought we would see the day when he's not there. Now it's like we have to get adjusted to it and like we've seen the big bombshell, the big shake, the big move. We've seen it. Now how do we handle this life after this? Like this is a fucking game changing like world defining moment in wrestling. It's like it after this moment, there's 
who the fuck knows? We've never been on this side of the earth. Like we've never, we've never been to Mars. We don't know what's happening now. We're in uncharted territories, not GCW uncharted territories. We're in <laughs> uncharted territories. We don't know what this is. Like this could be great or it could be a failure. Like it, I, I honestly have no idea. Like this is this is the most great unpredictable thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm not even to the scared part. I'm to the excited part because this is like, what happens now? Like in five or 10 years, does Stephanie and Hunter hold this shit together and make a profitable company and make this like the greatest thing alive? Or do they fail? Like, you don't know. Like you have no idea. Like, no one knows. It's literally, like, it's the greatest feeling in the world knowing that, like, this thing is changing and we don't know what's happening. That's so, 100% agree with you. It's just so amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. And I fucking love it. So, SmackDown opened up with Stephanie McMahon. She's in the ring and she's about to cry. And she said, as of the day, my dad stepped down and he's gone. He's no longer here. He'll never be here. And this is a new era of SmackDown. But, I like, we've been, like, we need to say thank you to my dad. And, like, everybody's there chanting thank you, Vince. And, like, I'm, like I understand, like, somebody actually put this out there was, like, you can hate Vince McMahon. You can hate everything he's done. You can hate all of the fucking bad shit he's done outside of wrestling. You can hate all of that. The bad, evil fucking person that he is. You can hate that. But you can also enjoy WWE. You can love the shit that he put together. You can love all of that. And I agree. I agree. But also he is a fucking horrible person. I agree. I agree. I fucking agree. And one thing that was really fucking like... You can tell this one thing that happened with Stephanie. Like, she's doing this whole delivery, and she made a joke. But when she made the joke, it was actually funny. And you can see Pat and Michael Cole literally, like, not, ain't, like, not, ha I have to laugh because Vince said I have to laugh. They laughing as just, like, yo, we fucked with you, Steph, yeah, ha-ha. <laughs> it is, like, you can see the energy because in this whole fuck, like you can see the energy that Stephanie brings. Like it's a new energy. It's it's going to be something different, and I can't wait to see if SummerSlam is just going to be all of what Vince had on paper and created, or it's going to be an infusion of the new version of WWE. Hopefully, new. And also, like, I've heard, I've heard this before, like, today, like, a week ago, I heard that the person in charge, Vince, at the time, was not happy with the SummerSlam lineup that he put together himself. He wasn't happy with it. So it's like, you put this, exactly, you, you put this together, but you're not happy with it. No, I'm not happy with it. So, like, it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like that's why I'm that's why I'm actually super excited to see what happens. Like what, what comes support this. Like I'm I'm happy because it's like Hunter 
we'll put together and I know people are like well what the fuck there's also something else that I'm going to speak on in just a few seconds but Hunter puts together a storyline and goes okay this is what's going on this is this this is this this is what's going to happen he builds it up and like people have already been talking about how much they love black and gold still like black and gold is great black and gold this imagine black and gold on the scale of this of WWE imagine black and gold on the scale of WWE but with the infusion of little characters and like little weird stories but the storylines are there and great that like you used to love and enjoy in black and gold you'd be like oh okay well yeah like this is gonna be awesome but and here's the thing though what Hmm? no I was gonna say hear me out real quick right Mm mm-hmm do you foresee since like he's basically in charge of the talent now, whatever, right? Do you foresee an eventual 3.0? Not a name. Hopefully, if they change it up more, whatever it is. 3.0, just leave it the next day. But do you foresee like another change in it? Okay, so before I get to my point, mm-hmm. to answer that, the 3.0 thing. Yes and no. Okay. Yes, I see a little tweak, little tweaks here and there in mm-hmm. NXT 2.0, so it won't be exactly 3.0, but I see like little tweaks coming because maybe he doesn't want this, this, and this here, but also it's Sean's show. So him and Sean will talk and be like, all right, well, yeah, let's let's do a little bit more, a little bit less of the cartoony, but a little bit of this and bring that up. That'll be fun. But what I was going to say is Hunter's the executive. And I know people are like, yeah, he should be doing that. He should be doing that. He's executive. He's on top. He should be doing what he needs to be doing to get the talent and everybody else. So it's like, yeah, I don't think he should be doing creative. But there is a person that I just think should be doing creative. There's a guy. There's a guy that I fucking love, that everybody loves, that a guy that shapes some people's youth, some people's lives, some people's world. Like, he he was like a real-life centurion because he took things to the extreme. So, if there's a shot it would be great for Paul Heyman to step up and be on creative <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen that gentleman yes. in his words <laughs> yes so that's where we're at so let's get back to Smackdown so yes. after Stephanie finished talking then the Street Profits music hits and they come down through the crowd, and I swear to God, they're going to get COVID, and they need to stop. So they come down, and they're talking, and then Austin Theory interrupts them. Then the Usos interrupt Theory, and then they start fighting, and then all of a sudden, Mad Crap Moss comes in, and they have a big shamaz, and it basically leads to a six-man main event later on. And it like it was just there and I'm not gonna say like 
oh, the show is much different because Vince isn't there. But like, eh, I mean, it was it was a slow, dumb show, but it wasn't as irritating as it was last week. I feel like I'm gonna be honest. No matter what, like this show did, it still felt like a fresh breath of air because it didn't feel like no matter what we do, it's nothing we could do to change it. But it feels like there's a chance that all of this could be different. So we don't like we don't really care right now. It's like we don't care. So Basically. yeah, then we had the match between Ludwig Kaiser and Shinsuke. Nakamura. And so if Shinsuke beats Ludwig, he gets a shot at um Gunther. But Gunther helped Ludwig win. And Ludwig fucking won. And Ludwig goes up to the ramp and he's like, hey man, I did it. And Gunther's like, you know what? I'm gonna chop you. And he's like, no, I'm just fucking with you. No, I'm gonna chop you. Just don't let your guard down, bitch. Oh shit. That made me mad because he got me. Like I had a feeling he was gonna do it the whole time. <laughs> like would like the thing would have got me is if he would have never hit him. That would have got me like what the fuck you didn't hit him. Like you know what worse? Like, yeah. What? Like, uh, listen, Newick would have walked off and then he would have got him on the back. <laughs> that would have been great. So then we had Ronda Rousey have a little face-to-face with Liv Morgan. And they basically said, yo, I'm going to beat you. No, I'm going to beat you. And Ronda was like, you better shake my hand when I beat you for the title. And Liv was like, no. Like, you shake my hand when I beat you twice. He was like, oh, shit. Liv, Liv is getting cocky. I'm glad. So yep. then... We go back to Pat McAfee and Michael Cole. And I swear to God, this happened. So, Bartender Cabron boots the shit out of Pat McAfee. And literally, as fucking Pat's getting booted in the face, Michael Cole yells out, Pat, watch out! This is foot is in his face. Like, how much watching out is he going to do? No, no. He didn't even say watch out. He didn't say anything. He just let the man fucking get hit. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Cole is a bad friend. Bad friend. So after that, Pat chased Bartender back to the back. And they're fighting. And the agents are separating them. And it was so funny because the agents are trying to separate them. And one agent literally is looking for... He's looking for Cabron. He's looking for him. Like, I swear to God. Like, he's got Pat. And he's like... Where's Bartender? Where's Bar- Because Bartender had on regular clothes and he just looked like a regular dude. He literally kept looking around. He's like, where is he? And then he's like, oh shit. And he grabs him and pushes him off. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did you, how did you not see him? I think he actually said oh shit too. He did. And Adam Pierce came and separated everything and made it go back to normal. And then Pat McAfee came out and was like, yeah, fuck this. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. So then we had the New Day. Who Xavier Woods fucking had on a goddamn unicorn mask. He had on a unicorn mask. 
and the funny part is like a lot of not a lot of people caught this, but fucking Michael Cole goes, "Why do you have all the unicorn bags? We ain't got no boss." And Michael Cole laughs I'm like, "Oh shit, like, <laughs> so fucked up." <laughs> so then Jinder and Shanky come out, and the Viking Raiders come out. So the new day literally start talking, and they literally say this. They go, we know that the Viking Raiders are a threat. We know that they're a threat. They've been tag team champions everywhere. They've been ROA tag team champions, IWGP tag team champions. They've been tag team champions at every federation that they've been in. And he was like, excuse me, what? Like, you can tell the man is going because, like, they just start saying shit. Yep. It was like, it was like yo, you can't say that. Like, you can't say that. And they literally did say that. They said what they said. They said what they said. Like, on paper, they, they shouldn't be allowed to say it with honor, right? They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Shouldn't be. That, that's a fucking, like... That's basically fucking AEW's NXT right now. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's it. And as for New Japan, they have... Kind of partnership with fucking AEW. Everything revolving around AEW right now, so they can't really shouldn't be allowed to say shit. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna put it this way. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised when they actually mention AEW, not in disparaging words, but actually mention them as a company, and you'd be like, "Excuse me, what?" Like that, like Dude. the day that they mention AEW, not as like, "Oh, they're low brow, they're this or that." They mention AEW as another company and just mm-hmm. be like, yeah, they exist on television in WWE capacity. It's the day that you know that like the whole entire universe has changed. Like the whole entire universe has changed. Like everything is changed. Like I'm so like shocked with like the occurrence of today. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up having like a fucking forbidden door too with the that has been a running joke all day. That is not it. Like you're not the first person to say that. It's been a running joke all day. Shit. <laughs> so the Viking Raiders finally beat Gender and Shanky, and then they get ran off by the New Day. I was like, ah. Blah, 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 blah. So that was a thing. So then we get Adam Pearce in the back, and Sonya Deville comes in. It was like, ha ha! Look at you. You're running a shit show tonight. Ha! It's like. Yeah, you suck. And she just started running down bullshit. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I was supposed to have a match, but you can't even book me in a match. And he, he goes, <laughs> yeah, you're going to face Raquel Rodriguez later on. And Sonya was like, what the fuck? Why? He's like, well, you wanted a match. You got a match. Okay. Stop talking shit to your boss. <laughs> Basically. So then we have Shimos in Drew McIntyre segment. And Shimos basically saying he wants Drew to not use the sword. That sword is dangerous. It's very scary. Don't use it, fella. And Drew says, okay, I won't use it. Just can we have the match? You want the match tonight? No, you, you get the match next week in a Shillelagh street fight. And Drew's like, okay, yeah, I don't really care. And Adam Pierce comes out and says, yeah, no, fucking fine. So 
Drew slices a shillelagh in half. Shimus runs away. And, yeah, they have a match next week, which I thought should have been on SummerSlam, but, hey, whatever. Whatever. It should have been. <laughs> yes. So, then, we have a backstage segment. And I love this because this is the first time somebody's actually talked sense into somebody. So, the Usos are like, yo, we're going to beat the shit out of Theory. Because they have a six-man tag and he's their partner. And Paul goes, listen. That is the dumbest thing you should you should say because it's a six man. You should use him. It should be the three of you against the other three. You beat his ass. It's a three on two. So my advice to you is to fucking use him and then after the match, beat the shit out of him. And they were like, you know what? That makes sense, Paul. I'm like, dude, like, of course that makes sense. That's what you should have thought the first time. <laughs> What the fuck? That has to be a first. That has to be a first. Yeah, he like he fucking talked about it. I'm like, damn, like this is this is what they should have thought. Yeah. So Raquel Rodriguez faces Sonia Deville, and Sonia beats her up a little bit, but of course Raquel power bombs the shit out of her. One, two, three, it's over, and Raquel gets the win. So. Then we have Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans. I swear to God, this is how fucking insane this was. Aaliyah comes out to the ring. They start playing an old Lacey Evans clip. I thought it was new. And then Lacey Evans comes out and talks some more. I'm like, wait a minute. She wasn't talking this whole time? Like, that was a clip from last (laughs) week? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's crazy. And then Lacey, of course, punches Aaliyah, and Renegade proceeds to scream at the TV, You should have learned by last week! <laughs> fucking hilarious. Learn the block! It was fucking hilarious. So then we get T. getting interviewed by Kayla talking about, Hey! I almost got paid off by both these guys. But you know what? Fuck them. Okay. <laughs> like, none of that shit made sense. So, then we get Maxine Do Free, which is Sophia Cromwell from NXT 2.0. So, she is now officially the new Maxine. And it's not Jenny. <sighs> I mean, I really wanted it to be Jenny, but it's okay. Like, she's cool, but, like, Jenny would have been perfect. Yes. And I I have to say this, and she's going to hate me. Like, Sophia's very pretty. Like, she's very pretty. Yes. She is. Like, she's very pretty. So, then we get to the like sixth it. man. Yeah, exactly. So then we get to the sixth man, and the match is going... And the Usos go to Tag Theory. Theory walks off. So the Usos both super kick Theory. Then the match gets back going. Theory fucking is in there with fucking Moss. He tries to beat Moss. Then he's just like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to just start hitting him with the fucking briefcase. And he, like, they lose because of disqualification. So, tangent before we get into the very end of the show. So... 
Vince is done. Vince is gone. Vince is not showing up in SmackDown. And immediately as soon as that goes out, we get another follow-up. Brock Lesnar walks out of WWE. Yeah. And Brock apparently, apparently, I'm putting air quotes, apparently did leave. Brock did leave. But here's the thing. The way that people made it seem like this thing where Brock was like, no, fuck WWE. I'm out. Fuck you guys. Ha ha, fuck you. Like, Vince's not here. I'm leaving. And he fucking left. Here's what happened. Brock did leave. There was a misunderstanding, and Brock left. Brock did leave. They called Brock and said, hey, Brock, you know, this is still part of the thing. You, you got to come back. Brock came back. And, yes, they did kind of rewrite Brock out of the show because they didn't know when and if Brock was coming back. The funny part about this, which makes this, like, fucking even more hilarious, was somebody immediately made the joke was, oh, Brock left because Brock was going to get a burger. Brock will be back. And Brock came back. Brock fucking came back. And Brock, at the end of the show, beat the shit out of Austin Theory, fucked him up, kicked the shit out of him, hit him with an F5, then threw the briefcase down, well, after beating him with the briefcase, threw the briefcase down, fucking f 5 them on the briefcase, beat the living shit out of Theory, and the show went off the air, everybody was sent home happy, Theory was murdered by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, and there was, there's a lot of defending of people who, like, brought out the original story, was like, yeah, Brock Lesnar ran away, and, like, they had to read in the script, and, like, people were like, yeah, no, 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 it did happen, it did happen. And everybody, like, everybody just around is just like, dude, but Brock showed back up. Yeah, but they had to rewrite the script, but Brock showed back up. So, well, they, they might have threw some money at him, but Brock showed back up. The way that y'all was talking was like Brock said, fuck this, I'm never coming back, I'm riding with Vince, Vince is my guy, but he showed back up. Honestly, I was going to say, honestly, if you didn't know, like, the Vince situation, didn't hear, like, Brock was, like, gone and whatever, quote-unquote, whatever, right, and you Mm -hmm. just watched the show, you wouldn't know any different because, like, he was advertised for the show. He still made it at the end of the show. They never said what he was going to do. They just said he was going to be there. So Exactly. You know, like, it's... It was as advertised, so nothing really bad happened. Yeah, and a lot of people were like, they were super upset with this whole Brock situation. They're like, how did he just leave? And like, the whole Sasha situation, you know, like they quote unquote was unprofessional and left. But everybody's just saying, oh no, it's good for Brock left. I'm glad he left. Like, it's fine. Like, yeah, fuck that shithole, Brock. Yeah, fuck this. And like I see like I seen a lot of that and I was like the first thing that I thought as soon as like they said Brock left, I'm like Yeah, Brock will be back. Like yeah, he's like, yeah, he's gone. I'm like, no, he'll be back. And automatically the fucking um Oibrovs, the first thing they do is Goldberg is gonna be Brock's replacement at SummerSlam. The Oibrovs immediately went, 
It's gonna be Goldberg. He's gonna replace Roman, like he's gonna replace Brock, and he's gonna face Roman Reigns. And I'm like, the first thing I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, none of this is settled. Nothing has happened. How did you jump immediately to dick ride on the Goldberg? And they just like immediately put it out with like YouTube videos. They put out a fucking uh what is that called? An internet thing. They put out all like they put out all of this tweets. They did all of this and had everybody in an uproar going, Oh my god, we're gonna get Goldberg versus Roman. Oh my god, we're getting Goldberg versus Roman because Brock's left. And I'm literally just sitting there going, Nothing has officially happened. Everybody has jumped the gun and swallowed too many dicks. People need to chill. And they can see they kept doing it. They kept doing it. And then when Brock showed up, they immediately, we never said anything. But this is what we heard. Like, this is what we heard at the time. And it's like, okay. Okay. It's fine. They wanted back real quick, didn't they? <laughs> it, yeah, but it's like I said, it's fine. Like, if you. Like, you wanted to run out there and jump on a story that didn't exist and go, oh, yeah, we heard that it's going to be Goldberg. It's going to be Goldberg. If Brock doesn't show back up, it's going to be Goldberg. And it's like, fam, nothing, like, everybody, even in the people who fucking told us say the story was like, they're still trying to work everything out. They literally said, they're still trying to work everything out. Oi, Brubs is like, nah, it's Goldberg. It's, it's gonna be Goldberg because like if he doesn't show up, it's gonna be Goldberg. Like go like and they're they're gonna announce it tonight. And I'm just sitting there like, you guys don't know what's going on. Just relax, like relax. Like I know that people want clicks and want to get their story out. Sometimes you jump on a story, you're not you don't really know what's going on. You're just jumping on the story because you're trying to be the first person to it. And you're being the first person to it, but you're being the wrong person to it by telling wrong information and fucking with people and like having people angrily go, oh yeah, fuck SummerSlam. I don't want to see Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. The fuck is this? Fuck this. And you're like, you had people in an uproar for no reason for something that didn't happen that you automatically jumped on because you're trying to be those guys. Like, that's... That's on you. Like that's that's yeah. on you. So like whatever blowback you get, and the blowback is well deserved because you have done stories like this before. Like you have done stuff and ran with just like heard a little bit of something and ran with the whole entire story and said, This is it, this is the narrative. And then when people call you out on this narrative being wrong, you're like, No, this was told to me, so you can go fuck yourself. And like if you guys have been around for a long time, you know that I've been telling you the Oibrovs have been not so smart and not so nice just trying to get their names out because they're Oibrovs. But it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. You, you, you're fine. Like, listen, I'm not angry at you. You're fine. Like, I'm disappointed in you. Completely disappointed. But, like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Relax. Relax. So, yeah. I mean, like this is like that was SmackDown. That was the end of SmackDown. So like, yeah, you got any, anything else to add on to this day? Like, woo. Oh shit! They used to say anything could happen in the WWE. Now it rings true, definitely, especially the after today. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. This is this is gonna be very interesting. 
And the funny part about it is like nothing, like literally nothing, nothing that has happened this whole entire year in wrestling, nothing that happened this whole entire year in wrestling has been on anybody's fucking bingo card. Like this year in wrestling has been so fucking upside down, inside out, insane that no matter what you immediately thought, like, oh, this, you look at this happening right now, you're like, Doug, I didn't see any of this coming. This is so, I see none of this coming. Like, none of this. Like, I am so fucking, I, I didn't see any of this coming. Like, the fuck, I didn't see none of this. This is insane. And we, we still, we still have fucking five months left. We have five months left. There's more. There's more. When we look back at the year 2022, I know people will be like, oh, well, 2020 was the year. In professional wrestling, when you look back at the year 2022, everybody will say, this is the year that was so unpredictable that it changed the rest of wrestling for the rest of our lives. It was so unpredictable. Yes. It is fucking insane. I know people are like, wait, what the fire is? Look at what's happening. Like, we are like, Cody Rhodes is in fucking WWE. The fucking person, one of the fucking heads of AEW is in WWE. You're telling me, like, that right there wasn't a fucking signifier of what else darkness was going to show up in this fucking world? Like, dude, like, what? Like I, I said, and anything could fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, and the funny part is, like, it's not even just WWE. It's fucking AEW, too. It's like, everything is up in the air where it's like, it feels so spontaneous, so mysterious, so weird that it's like, yeah, like, this is a time in wrestling where you're just, like, you enjoy it and you love it, but at the same time, you don't know what to feel because you don't know what's going to happen. And it's just so amazing. It's fucking amazing. I like it. So, on that note, any last words? No, I said my last words. Anything can happen. All right. Next week, let's see if there's anything that will change in the world of professional wrestling.